0: the great one, I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back, no place to grow slack. I gotta keep pressing on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Good morning. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School's the place where your spirit is fed, Your faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. The will of God is not to win a few, lose a few, but to win and win and win and win. The scripture said He always causes us to triumph in Christ. So turn everything else off. Uh, Give the Lord your full attention for these next few minutes. Get your... uh, Get get a Bible and, and get something to make notes with and come right on into class here. We saved you a seat. And let's release faith and get real answers for real issues for today, right now. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing. Oh, thank you, Father, for the anointing of your Holy Spirit that teaches and quickens and heals and restores. We ask for it in Jesus' name. And we uh, purpose, Lord, to receive it and respect it. And as you show us how, do it. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Open your Bibles again today to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. We're continuing in our study called by faith, by faith. Hebrews 10 and 38, it says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Drawing back, laying back, giving up, quitting, pass- passiveness, inaction is not faith. It's the opposite of faith. He says, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. Uh, doing nothing can get you destroyed. Do it Just being passive, quitting, giving up, doing nothing is a way to be destroyed. We're not of them who draw back unto perdition or destruction, but we're of them that believe to the saving of the soul. In the 32nd verse of the 11th chapter, in our study, we've gotten down to this place where he says, What shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, uh, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. It sounds like he's preaching. <laughs> Is that right? I mean, we, you got, you got to go back. He was talking about confidence and faith. And, and then he, he started giving examples. he talked about Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham, and Jacob, and Joseph, and Moses, and, and then he gets here and he says, I haven't got enough time <laughs> to tell you about all these guys, but they did this, and they did that, and they got this, and they received that, and they were delivered from this, and they overcame that, and it was all by faith, by faith. In all these miracles, there's a Godward part But there's a manward part. We can't do God's part. He won't do our part. And this is the thing that many have not understood. Trying to leave it all up to God, drawing back and just conceding everything to God is acting like there's only one part to this, God's part. Well, no, God never fails. He never fails to do His part. Well, then what's happening when we don't see results? Well, men and women are not doing their part. Our part is faith. And that involves numerous things as we see through this chapter. He said, uh, he mentions uh, in the first part of this 32nd verse, a man named Barak. And we started looking at him uh, yesterday's class in um, Judges the fourth chapter. So turn back there again, please. And let's continue looking because if the spirit of God brought up this man and tells us we need to know about this, then we need to know. And probably a lot of Christians wouldn't have a clue. If you said Barak, they'd go, (laughs) who's that? Well, he's right here in judges four and Hebrews 11. So, uh, We saw that God's people were in this cycle, bad cycle, of as long as they had a good leader, they did did okay. But as soon as that good leader died, they went off the rails. And I don't mean it just happened a time or two. It happened time after time after time after time. Generation after generation after generation. They'd have a good leader like Moses and like Joshua. And they'd follow, for the most part, the things of God, the principles of God for years. Eighty years, forty years. And then they'd die, Joshua would die, and they'd lose their minds. They'd just like, okay, now we're going to go serve Baal and Ashtoreth, these false gods of the Canaanites. Well, they'd forsake God, they'd ignore what He said, they'd do what He explicitly said not to do, and He's so merciful, He's so so patient, so many times years would pass, decades would pass, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. But... When you forsake God, you forfeit protection, you forfeit blessing, you forfeit His wisdom and all these things. And that's what folks don't seem to understand is, sure, people say, well, it's a free country, I can believe what I want to. Yeah, and God will allow you to. And here's the sad thing. You can believe anything you choose to believe. It doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be sane or reasonable. You can believe anything. Because believing is a choice. And if you do, though, and you forsake God, and you go, oh, that Bible, you know, and that's just a bunch of ancient writings by, you know, written by men. And, and you got to watch about a lot of even modern historical and, and archaeological uh, shows and stuff. They are so disrespectful of the Word of God and they just come right out and contradict it and say it's not true and, and call it myth. Myth. You know, I heard somebody the other day talking about the creation myth. The creation myth? Yeah, the Genesis account. It ain't a myth. <laughs> huh? Now you can, choose, you can choose to believe it's a myth if you want to. But what you just got through doing is saying, I don't, I don't want God's protection. I don't want his help. I don't want his provision. I don't need his healing. I don't need him. I don't want him. Mm-hmm. And that, my friend, is stupid. Yes. <laughs> Would you agree? Because, yes. honey child, you need him every hour. Of every day. Can, can you say amen? How many lift up a hand? I'm talking about everybody. I need him. Every, day. every, hour, every hour. Of every day. Thank God I have him. Yes. Every hour. Yes. Of every day. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. But I need to make the commitment. That I'm never going to leave him. And I'm never going to forsake him. And in holding on to him then I can be assured I will have his help. I will have his protection. I'll have his provision, et cetera, et cetera. So we see in the book of Judges this ugly cycle of God would raise up a a deliverer, a man, a woman of God, and and they'd have faith and they'd hear from God and they'd lead the people and get them free, get them out of bondage and and get them out of uh, lack and, into plenty, and they, maybe they'd follow that, long as that leader lived for 40 years or 60 or 80 years. But then, when they died, when they left, leaders make a difference. I said leaders make a difference. Heads make a difference. Heads of households, heads of churches, heads of ministry, heads of companies, heads of nations. Yes. Yes. makes a huge difference. The devil tries to you know, leave this idea, well, no, we, we, we don't need any heads. We can just all decide together. Majority rule. But there's a big problem with that. Almost always, the majority is wrong. It really is. Anyhow, They'd lose their good leader, and so they'd go off. And that's what has happened here in Judges 4, is after a time of peace and blessing, they forsook God. They, and when I say forsook God, they removed his altars. They disbanded his uh, priesthood. They built altars for Baal <laughs> and for Ashtoreth and these false gods and goddesses. And just delved into the most depraved things and did this for years and years. Well, what happened then is they no longer had the protection. Their enemies get to eyeing them and going, they're not covered anymore. They're not protected anymore. We got access to them. So they attacked them. They defeated them and cruelly abused and oppressed them, just destroyed them, just devastated them. This has been happening now for years in this fourth chapter with God's people under the oppression of a king and his military leader named Sisera, who has this big force of swordsmen plus 900 iron chariots, killing machines that have metal, uh, perhaps have even metal blades that rotate and, and, and cut people as, as they drive through mowing down people. And so they obviously tried to resist them and defend the country and no success. They just ran over them and killed a bunch of them. And now they just take anything they want and they enslave them and they do anything they want. And the people cried out to God. And it, isn't it one of the things that blesses me about this book is no matter how far they went, how long they were gone, how depraved they acted, when they got serious about calling on God, He would always come through for them. He would always show up, forgive them, take them back, raise up champions. <laughs> Somebody say, "Thank God! Thank God for God!" Right? Who else are you going to thank? <laughs> Thank God for God. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. And all human beings' problems are not his fault. It's the fault of human beings for forsaking him and rejecting him and ignoring him. And sometimes that goes back for generations. You know, you got people even in our country. um, Their parents' parents didn't go to church, didn't believe God. And so they've grown, you know, their parents grew up in a home that knew nothing about God. And so now they've grown up in a home that never went to church, never read a Bible, didn't know anything about God. And so they are completely exposed to the stealing and killing and destroying of the enemy with no help from God and not even aware of why that might be. Because it was lost generations ago. But God hadn't changed. Even though people get away from him, it's not his fault. And when you come back, he's ready to receive you, ready to help you. So they cried out to God. And the Bible said in verse 4 that there was a prophetess named Deborah. And she judged Israel at that time. The scripture says that she sent and called for Barak in verse 6, Barak, And uh, she said, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded and said, Go and draw draw towards Mount Tabor? Take with you 10,000 men of the children of Naphtali and of the children of Zebulun. And I'll draw to you uh, to the river Kishon Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army with his chariots, his 900 iron chariots, and his multitude. And I will deliver him into your hand. Now it's easy to read this. Hmm? But put yourself in Barak's shoes. (laughs) Deborah, who everybody in the nation respected and believed she heard from God, because obviously she did, says, the Lord said, you're to gather a host together and go down to this spot. I'm going to draw Sisera and all his forces out to meet you. And um, I'll deliver him into your hand. Everybody say that out loud. I'll deliver him him. into your hand. hand. Now you're Barak. You've been living under the oppression (laughs) of Cicero and his forces. You have seen and your parents saw what his swordsmen and his iron chariots can do. And uh, there's a reason why nobody's tried to fight him, Sisera, for years. What's changed? If you read the rest of the passage, uh, uh, there's a song in chapter 5, the next chapter, a song, uh, the Song of Deborah it's called, about this battle that's about to unfold and what happened to it. And it said in those days, you couldn't find a sword or spear among 40,000 in Israel. Well, that's one of the first things that an occupying force will do is take away all your weapons. Right? So, what do you do? (laughs) After the messenger left, it's just you. (laughs) We're talking about before the gathering of any forces from any tribe, before the marching, before... It's just barrack, And a word from the Lord that came from a woman in another town. This is what we were talking about earlier. Courage. Oh, did you hear this, class? Yes. Courage. I mean, if you're inclined towards running and hiding, your name's not going to be in this chapter. Right? you have to be persuaded that this is from God. Right? So you have to have confidence in where it came from. And in those days, they didn't all have the Spirit of God living in them like we do since the new birth. So he's having to have confidence that Deborah <laughs> heard, really heard from God. And then he, if he decides that, then God said... I'll deliver him into your hand. In other words, you'll win the battle. You've got to be so convinced, so persuaded, that you overcome your fear. Because to say you didn't have any fear is just a lie. If you say, I didn't have any fear to deal with, you're kidding yourself. Then you didn't care whether you lived or died. No, they have seen. The cruelty, they've seen the oppression. And this is just in occupied times. This is not trying to rise up and expel the occupying force. I mean, uh, the tendency in those days is if somebody dared to stand up and resist, they'd not only wipe you out, they'd wipe out all you can, folks. I mean, they want to put it down so hard that nobody tries again in a generation. And that's what they had been living under. But tell me how faith comes. Anybody, tell me how, how faith comes. Huh? Huh? What, what changes the situation for Barak? Huh? Here's a word from the Lord. Oh, somebody said a word from the Lord. A word from the Lord. What did he say? He said, I will deliver him into your hand. I'll do it. Oh, glory to God. You can't have faith in God apart from what you heard from God. That's where many have made mistakes. So-called faith failures. I don't even like the term because real faith in God doesn't fail. But what do you mean? Somebody attempted to believe something and do something and it didn't work. Well, you got to go back. Did they hear from God? Hmm? Right. You're not supposed to just take something off the top of your head. I'm going to believe that God will do this. I've used this example before, but it'll bear repetition. it be like you saying, I'm going to believe that Brother Keith comes and cuts my grass. <laughs> comes and cuts my grass. Well, why are you going to believe that? Because all things are possible to him that <laughs> believes. <laughs> and I believe that Brother Keith is going to come cut my grass. Well, let me tell you. Your grass may get taller and taller <laughs> <laughs> and taller. Why? Cuz you can't have faith that I'm going to do something that I didn't tell you that I would do. Faith in me is based on what I told you. Faith in God is based on what he told you. And and, and there's been a lot of confusion of people that learned a few things about faith principles. And then they say, well, I'm just just—I'm going to say this and, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to believe that this happens. And based on what? Yes. Right. That's right. It's got to be based on something. Faith in me, based on what I said. Faith in God, based on what he said. So important. So important. I, I, I've seen so many, you know, I'm, Phyllis and I made mistakes early days of our walk with the Lord in these areas. You're just ignorant and didn't know. But you must hear from Him. Tell me how faith comes. Tell me how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing from God, hearing from Him. And that, that actually, in, in Romans 10:17 it could be translated hearing by the, the words of the Christ. And, and the, the word Christ is anointed. Hearing the anointed word. There's a word God will speak to you. It's anointed for you for the time. What was Barak's word? I'll deliver him (laughs) into your hand. Because see, prior to that, Barak couldn't believe that he'd be successful. No matter what against Sisera and his forces. No matter how he might try, he would not have been able to believe that. But when the Almighty tells you, yes. and you know it's Him, everything changes. Yes. Then He it gave, hearing that, by hearing that, faith came. And when faith comes, courage comes. Yes. Oh, can you see that? Yes. Hmm? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. And love and sound mind. In order to live and walk by faith, we have to overcome fear. And the only way you can do that is with a word from God. You've got to have something bigger than what's scaring you, what's shaking you, whether it's a, a, a bad report that you got about your health or your body. Well, see, fear comes with the, just like faith comes with the Word of God, fear comes with the bad report. It comes. And unless you got something to combat it, it's going to sit on you. It's going to stay on you. you. You got this big financial material need. I got to have X amount by the end of the week, by tomorrow, by the end of the month, by the end of the year. And you have no idea where you might get this. Well, with that report comes the fear. Hmm? And Sometimes people, without having heard from God, they just start trying to make confessions. You know, well, it'll be all right. We'll have it. It'll be all right. But they've heard a few things about um, confession and principle of faith. But all the time, fear is still right there. They may be saying the right thing, but you can look in their eye. You can hear the tone of their voice. It's not faith. They're saying it out of desperation. They're saying it out of fear. Not not to knock. I mean, we've all been at different one of these places. How can I overcome the fear? It's not a trick question. We've already seen the answer here. (laughs) Child of God, how how can you overcome? Faith overcomes the fear. But where do I get to faith? Where? Say it out loud. I have to to hear from God. God. I I must hear from God. I see every day's a new day. That's right. Every situation's a different situation. And I know if I'm going to be make it through this victoriously, if I'm going to overcome this, if I'm going to see what happened, the thing that happened that needs to happen, I got to have faith. I've got to do it in faith. But before that, I have to hear from God that's right. before I can even have faith. And so that's why I, I search his word, his written word to see what He's saying to me about this. I pray and pray in the Spirit and I search inside to see what the Spirit of God is saying to me about this. Because there is a word from God to you about every situation. The enemy will try to keep you from getting it. He'll try to keep you from seeing it. He wants you just fixated on the problem and scared. He wants you to repeat the bad report a thousand times. Just stay on that. and Camp on that. But if you know the truth, once you hear it, once is enough. Yeah. Set it aside. What, what do I need? I got, I got to get something to overcome that. Yes. What? I got to overcome the fear. How can I overcome the fear? With my faith. That's right. Yeah, but I can't have faith until I hear from God. That's right? right? Yes. I've got to hear from God. It can be a verse maybe you've heard a thousand times or read many times but on that day the Spirit of God brings it to your remembrance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's got some punch with it. (laughs) And you know oh that's it, that's it, that's it. Or you get to pray it in the Spirit and the Spirit of God speaks something to you. It might not be exactly a verse but it's certainly in line with the Scripture. And He speaks it to you about that situation and so then you just go around the rest of the day uh, repeating what He told you. What should Barak do the rest of the day? He should go around saying, uh, he'll deliver him into my hand. He'll deliver him. God will deliver Sisera into my hand. What's going to happen? He's going to deliver him into my hand. And see, faith comes from that, and that is stronger than the fear. And you get so emboldened that you wind up acting on that word, and that's when God shows up and miracles happen, as we'll see later. Hallelujah. Because our time is up. Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today.